The Sharkman Podcast is a nine-part series produced by the Brotherhood of the Shark. The following podcast contains magical thinking and silly language. Listener discretion is advised. Dear listener. Dear listener. Hold on. It's just this is the last chapter. And while I feel like we've really gotten to know each other, listener, and now here we are. Dewey's been captured by Lopan using one of the oldest shadows of a forefather trick in the book. And the rest of the crew are leaving with what they think is the Chandrak. But, dear listener, if I tell you what comes next, it all comes to a close. If I tell you that we're about to see Lopan bring the world to the brink of destruction with his dastardly plan. If I tell you that Lopan was about to learn just how powerful friendship really is. If I tell you any more, then it'll all be over. No, I won't tell you. You'll have to listen yourself. Just hold still. No! No! I'll tell you anything! Oh, this feels so good. (laughs) I'm hideous! Ah, yes. Now look at that. A wonderful haircut. (laughs) You don't know how long I've been waiting to do this. We just met yesterday. Jasper, mirror. Here, Dewey. Gaze upon true craftsmanship. You know, I I thought I was going to hate this, but this might be the best haircut I've ever had. I look really sharp. Look at the fade. Will you do my hair next, Master? No. So, Dewey, I assume you're... Interested in hearing all about my sophisticated and extremely impressive plan to destroy the Earth? Not really. And besides, you can't really do anything without the Chandrak. How about this? You let me tell you all about my wonderful plans, and I'll listen to one of your nautically themed stories. Like, you've got whales? Well... If we're both sharing... My journey starts nearly 150 years ago. <sighs> I'm already bored. Okay, okay, everyone's a critic. Here's the short version. When the Moonstone first told me you had the Chandrak, I thought it meant your precious golden egg. But then the Moonstone explained more, and I just had to open up my mind more. You, haircut. You didn't have it. You were it. Well, that can't be true. Oh, it's true. You are the Shondarak. <laughs> but that means you're going to use me to... Ding, ding, ding. Goodbye, Earth. And because we skipped my beautiful origin story, we can cut straight to ending the world and everything you hold dear. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Um... I'm not really grasping how great this plan is. Maybe I need the long form. From the beginning, you know, 150 years ago. For real? You're not just trying to buy time, right? No, no, absolutely not. You seem like a powerful storyteller. Have you ever considered a TED Talk? And you know me, I love stories. Sweet saltwater taffy, I thought you'd never ask. I'll get my presentation tools. Jasper, get my presentation tools. Certainly, my moon master. Will you be needing the dancers as well? What do you think, Jasper? Oh, dancers? Cool! Meanwhile, outside the smokestack... Guys, guys, stop fighting! She started it. That's right, Grizz, and I'll end it too. Guys, remember? In times of hardship... 
and despair. This special ship can take you anywhere. It's a ship with people who you know. The ones that laugh, cook, and see you grow. It's the friendship we're all about. When we're fighting, we can work it out. Ah, that's my favorite sea shanty. And it seems contextually relevant. And I think this whiteboard is the last tool I need. Do you really need a DJ booth? It's DJ Deadbot. A smoke machine and all those goons dressed as Lincoln? And a whiteboard? Well, need is a subjective <laughs> word, don't you think? You didn't need a haircut, but I gave you a haircut. Well, it is a nice haircut. This plan is my life's work. Now pay attention. Jasper, bring down the lights and start the dance. What up? It's DJ Deadbot, and I don't know where my kids are. Uh, is that guy in the hazmat suit part of the presentation? No, he just works here. I wouldn't drink anything from an open container while you're down here. We've had a few issues. Can they leave their clothes on? Silence! This interpretive dance represents my transformation from childhood to manhood. Don't tell me you wore clothing through that transformation. Uh... Friendship, friendship, magical, wonderful friendship. There's no world without it. There's no doubt about it. What's that noise? Look out! Together we can beat the odds, no matter how bad they be. The ocean may be deep and cold, but friendship keeps us warm and bold. Batten down the hatches, for friendship has no matches. We're all friends! I love that song. And I think we sounded pretty good. Isn't that right, Mr. Grizz? Are you Dewey's mom? Did you just cut through that hedge with a chainsaw? That's right, dear. Particles, Donna. What are you doing here? Oh, Grizz, you can't fart in this town without everyone hearing. But seriously, Kermit stopped around the shop to buy one of those wooden sculptures, and he mentioned you might need some help. May the sea bless Kermit. How bad is it? Dewey's been captured in Lopan's subterranean moon temple. So you guys are just hanging out here singing sea shanties while my baby's in trouble? Yeah. I can see how that might look bad from your perspective. I'm DJ Deadbot, and this is Lopin's master plan. You see, the comet will be at its closest point at 12 o'clock today. It's then that I will use the immense energy being wasted inside your body to power my giant Abraham Lincoln robot, which will pull Comet Jones into this vile wet rock with his huge magnet hands. I mean, they are enormous. Okay, I think I'm still following. You know what they say about a robot with huge magnet hands? They have irresistible attraction? Yeah, that's better than what I was going to say. Anyway, moments before impact, my goons and I will use the moon elevator to escape to our god and live out eternity in true freedom. You're impressed, I can tell. One issue in your whole plan. Do tell. Comets hit Earth all the time. Look around, smart guy. Earth is still here. Well, this is a larger comet than normal. But just in case, I do have a plan B. A giant red-tipped match. Okay, now you've lost me. I shall use this giant match to light a giant wick that reaches to the center of the Earth, where my goons have been busy for centuries planting magical nuclear bombs. <laughs> centuries? 
Earth low pan, nuclear bombs were invented in 1945. My poor naive sharkling, how little actual history you know. It feels like you're making all this up. Let's just go over some basics. First, you have to understand, the Earth is actually hollow and filled with lizard people. Let's sing that song one more time. I want to relive this moment forever! No, Grizz, I think three times is enough. Let's go save Dewey. Donna, keep that chainsaw buzzing. Sam, get your frisbee ready. Grizz? Grizz, are you going to be okay without your wand? Ah, I don't need a stupid wand when I have this under my coat. Wow, that thing is scary looking. You had that this whole time? Sure did. Say hello, Mako. Wow. Remember all those times Grizz hid his right arm under his coat? It always looked like something was moving or flopping around. You probably thought, this won't come back at any point. That is what I thought. But, dear listener, it has. When Grizz dropped his weathered overcoat to the ground, he revealed what his right arm really was. A half-grown mako shark with razor-sharp teeth and pink skin attached to his forearm, fins and all. To be honest, it looked downright terrifying, so I'm not surprised he hid it until now. Let's go, team. Mako's hungry. We're about to Mako a meal out of Lopan, if you know what I mean. You mean the Shandarak? The Shandarak? Dewey's the Shandarak. What? Don't tell me you thought it was that silly old egg this entire time. You mean I was the protector of the Shandarak all these years? Oh, no. Why have we been out here singing sea shanties? The world's gonna end. Now we really have to save Dewey. Are you ready, Mr. Frizz? All right, then. Friendship, attack! Reinvigorated by the song of friendship, the calming presence of Donna and her chainsaw, and the fierce new companion of Mako the Shark Arm, our heroes boldly rushed back into the underground moon temple to save our friend, the Shondorak, Dewey Dorsalfine. Ha-ha! Just another brilliant double-cross. How many is that today, Jasper? Today, just two. Unless you count not tipping the barista, then it'd be three. I've got a joke for you, Dewey. What did the villain say to the would-be hero before stealing his most powerful soul that's secretly the Shondorak? Let's go with soul you later? You know, change it up for once? That doesn't even make sense. You think you're so funny, but really you're the punchline. You've always been the punchline, Dewey. Is there a reason you're being emotionally abusive right now? It's how he shows he loves you. Quiet, Jasper. It's time, fish boy. You can see my moonstone has been turbocharged to deal with your thick, sharpling skin. That's why it's glowing red and pulsing slowly in my hand. What's that, Moonstone? Don't say it. So long. (laughs) I don't know what's worse. Getting my soul sucked out or your worn out pun. Across the room, the shark gang entered to a shocking scene of Dewey being turned into a pile of glowing red jelly. Lopan, you're mine. My soul is leaving my body. Donna started up her chainsaw. It whirred and it kicked around in the air. Grizz made several power stances to really show off his cool arm. But right as Grizz was about to charge, Donna nicked a low-hanging pipe, shooting the chainsaw forward straight into Grizz's outstretched shark arm, cutting Mako clean off. Owie, 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 my arm! Oh, my clams, Grizz! 
is. Ah, uh, that's a very shocking thing to watch. You're a little too late. Don't mind me. I'll be going up this ladder to my UFO. Should I come along or... Yes, Jasper, quickly. So long. <laughs> Never gets old. No! No, 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 Dewey, why? Why? You can't be dead, Dewey. You just can't because I... 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 You love him? Yeah, thanks, Sam. I was kind of building up to that. I don't think you can hug the jelly, Nora. What do you know? All right, Jasper, hit the button. Uh, which button, Master? The button. The only button. That one. Oh, that button. If you were to be, say, a bird just after Jasper hit that button in Lopan's saucer, and let's say you were flying over the smokestack park, you would see something peculiar. First, the ground would tremble something fierce. Then the smokestack would swiftly lift a hundred feet into the air. Because, dear listener, it has never been a smokestack. It was the stovepipe hat of a Godzilla-sized robotic Abraham Lincoln with U-shaped magnets for hands. Oh, my! And as that bird, you would see this monstrosity stroll through downtown Grimace, stomping on buildings and walking into the sea. I simply love watching a plan execute flawlessly. Jasper, compliment me. He is so much larger than I imagined. Of course. That's why we needed to find an alternate power source. Duh. And, as you can see off in the distance, the giant Abraham Lincoln is wading into the shallows of the Oregon coastline, raising his magnet hands and pulling Comet Jones into a deadly embrace. Only the Shark Man can save us now. Honey, you were right. This toy is something else. Little known fact, the Shark Man is actually the heir of Grandula, a phosphorescent ball of gas that's older than the sun itself. If you look to your left, you'll see the Grimace Gift Emporium. They have the largest selection of man-sized Yeti sculptures on the Oregon coast and novelty t-shirts of the Shark Bay Massacre. So that's where you get those. Oh. Meanwhile, back inside the subterranean lair where Dewey had been turned to jelly. What's all that rumbling? I don't think we're safe in here. It sounds like the building is going to collapse. Nora, do you still have the Sharkonomicon in your tote bag? Yeah? Read from Dorsal Viticus 3410. Trust me. If you think it will help, that which destroys fills the seas with life. That which brings darkness gives space for the light. She who finds the mother learns the truth. Grendula, lay on us the... Lay on us the wisdom to overcome the gloom. Mr. Frizz, a glowing orb of pink light is hovering above Dewey's gross jelly remains. Worry not, young one. All is not lost. I remember back when the sun was a young boy. We were up against an army of demigod monsters that were seeking never-ending shrimp ladders. We were outnumbered 200 to 1. Mind you, at this time, I was nothing more than a sea creature who had just developed legs. Grindula! We don't have time for your stories. It's a pretty quick story, though, and it has a worthwhile moral. No. Lopan is going to destroy the planet. Well, okay. I just tell you that the moral of the story was there's no such thing 
long as an endless shrimp platter. The B story more was... Don't cross Grandula. What's happening? Why is Grandula getting brighter? Shut your yap trap. It's so beautiful. Grendula's light lowered to the quivering pile of jelly that once was Dewey's body and transformed into a chaotic light show that resembled the creation of the universe. Not that any of you would know what that looked like, but I can tell you it was very similar. Look, the ball of pink energy is going away. Is someone standing in the chair? Dewey, is that you? There was, in fact, a person standing on the chair, but it only sort of looked like Dewey. However, this man had a thick beard and shaggy curly hair. He was holding a large trident in his hand like a rod of Poseidon. He leapt from the chair and struck the ground with his trident, which lit up like a torch, filling the room with magical shark light. Also, his body was like super hot. Dewey, you're alive and like hot. Yeah, really hot. Damn, son. I always said you were a late bloomer. Dewey, do you remember me? Under closer inspection, Nora could see Dewey's eyes were crimson black and his teeth were sharp daggers. He wore golden armor inscribed with ancient runes over a rough spun tunic with a cape that fluttered in a magical shark breeze. I can remember... I remember everything. I remember everything. I remember every shark man that ever was and ever will be. (laughs) Would you look at that? He's finally a shark man. Shark man spun the trident around, pointing the three prongs to the ground. Shark Aqua Athodia! Water magically blasted out of Dewey's trident, smacking the stony floor and rocketing the shark man upward through the ceiling and out of the compound, high into the sky. Quick question, that was Dewey, right? Or am I totally not getting what's happening right now? Yeah, that was Dewey, all right. But like a really hot Dewey? Yeah, we all noticed Sam. His body was sculpted, like Adonis. I've never seen anything like that. Grandula works in mysterious ways. I gotta work out more. Yeah, me too. Maybe we should take a class together. Guys, snap out of it. We gotta get going. Outside, Comet Jones was now larger than the moon. Its pale yellow light lit the rocky waves that lapped at Robo Lincoln's waist. His arms were outstretched, powerful magnetic rays waiting to be activated. The Comet is in position. Activate the magnet hands, Jasper. Magnet hands activated. 30 minutes to impact. The Moonstone and I have worked for 2,000 years to achieve this moment. Seeing it finally happening is bringing a tear to my one good eye. Uh, Master, what's that over there? Well, it looks like... Uh, wait. Is that a man riding a giant wave shaped like a shark? Yes, Master, that is what it looks like. But it can't be. Master, the robot is trying to swat the shark wave away. Well, what else is he supposed to do? I don't know, my lord, but I should point out that in doing so, he is breaking contact with the comet and changing its course. No, 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 this is not the plan. Jasper, do something. But, Master, I don't know what I could do. That much water. Oh, look at that. That freak just shot lightning out of its stupid-looking trident into the sky. Master! Is it raining sharks right now? Jasper, zoom in on that wave. 
Enhance. Enhance again. No, no, back out. Now vectorize. Yes, sir. That looks like... Haircut! Lopan and Jasper watched as Sharkman circled the robot Abraham Lincoln with his shark-shaped mega-wave trapping him inside a cylindrical wall of water. The bionic Lincoln lunged at Sharkman, trying to pin him with his giant magnet hands. But Sharkman was too quick. Sharkman dodged nimbly out of the way and threw his glowing electric trident like a javelin squarely into Abraham Lincoln's chest. Well, it doesn't look like that trident is going to do much harm to Lincoln. Why is there water streaming out of every nook and cranny? It's not supposed to do that, Master. Sweet seaweed, water is blasting out of every seam and joint. I thought he was made out of pure stone and steel. Oh, wow, he just completely fell apart. Not Abe. Jasper, tell me the comet is still on course to destroy the Earth. I can't look. Well... Well, what? It looks like it's going to hit. Lopan looked up and followed Jasper's gaze to his beloved moon hanging in the sky. A very visible Comet Jones slammed into the side of the moon, fracturing it into two pieces and snapping the elevator that connected to the Earth, the remains of which fell back in a fiery mess. Oh, no! What was that? Something just hit the vessel, my lord. We have lost both port and starboard engines. But those are all of our engines. Brace for impact, Jasper. Uh, I wish we had put seatbelts in the cockpit now. Not a great time for feedback, Jasper. Let's just focus on solutions. Wow, it took us forever to figure out how to get out of the bunker this time. If it wasn't for Mr. Frizz, we'd still be down there. Well, if Grizz wasn't a whiny manatee... I'd like to see how fast you move after you get your arm chopped off. Whatever, Grizz. Hey, does that pile of burning metal look like Lopan's UFO? Yeah. Actually, it looks a lot like Lopan's UFO, but like bent and on fire. Also, the moon is all screwed up. Anybody notice that? And there's fire raining from the sky. Well, I say we go back in the bunker. Hey, Shark Brothers. Dewey, where did you come from? Oh, landed over there. I was riding around on a magic shark-shaped wave. It's pretty cool. Sad you missed it. You people, look at what you did to Mr. Moon. Now where am I going to live? Who am I going to love? No matter, I will still blow up this miserable planet with this match. Ha, ha, ha! Well, it sounds like he has a second ship. Hey, where is he going? What's he going to do with that match? He plans on blowing up the world with it. But I think we can put a stop to that. What say you, friends? Oh, did he leave me? He's probably going for the backup UFO. Uh, I've said too much. Goodbye. Enough gawking and talking. Time to get walking. There it is. Just a short walk from where we once were. Wow, and a giant stick of dynamite poking out of the ground. Oh, look. You found me. My apologies, Master. I may have let it slip after you left me buried in rubble. Don't get snooty with me, Jasper. I'll still have the pleasure of blowing up this miserable planet with this red tip match. Someone stop him! Your shark rain won't help you now. The wick of this giant stick of dynamite is waterproof and shockproof. <laughs> Curse you, Lopen! When will your chaos stop? Well, it's not Frisbee-proof. Who are you, and why are you here? Go, Mr. Frizz, go! 
Oh, master, his frisbee just cut off- Curse your friendship! Lopan, frustrated by the unsinkable ship of friendship, reached for his moonstone and started blasting. But Dewey turned shark man, jumped in front, and took each blast with a shark tooth smile. Give up now! It's no use, Lopan! Okay, well, how about this? Take one step closer and I'll... Use your mother as a human shield. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I shouldn't have wandered this close to the UFO. It's just I've never seen one up close. Silence. Keep your distance, shark boy. We are going to back up into this UFO and no one gets hurt. Lopan, let my adopted mother go. Ha, I'll turn her into jelly if you so much as breathe wrong. You know what, Lopan? Maybe you're right. Maybe the Earth does suck. Maybe we do need to end it all. Dewey, you don't mean that! All my life, people have looked down on me. They couldn't even pretend to like my nautically-themed short stories. That's not true, Dewey. I loved Manatee Time. And I wasn't even getting attention from girls until I turned into a super sexy shark man. Dewey, I always noticed you. I'm on your side now, Lopan. Dewey, no! The Shark Brotherhood! What? Really? I mean, with your powers, we could... Is this really happening? It sure is, Lopan. You're fired, Jasper. But before you go, take Donna and get out of here. I'm gonna end the world with Shark Man. One more thing, Lopan. This better be good. I've got a schedule to maintain. So long. What? And with that, Dewey raised his magic shark trident and pointed it to the sky. From seemingly nowhere, a 15-foot-long great white shark, native to the Oregon coast, appeared in the sky. The great white fell faster than a pelican diving into a school of minnows and gobbled Lopan up in one bite. Dewey gently picked up the great white, gave it a big kiss, and threw it back into the ocean like it was a bag of feathers. What a brilliant double-cross, Mr. Sharkman. Mind if I worship you for a while? Jasper, you need to go to the hospital. You're bleeding from the head. You're lucky to be alive after that crash. Didn't you have seatbelts? I'm so glad you didn't mean all those terrible things you said, Dewey. <laughs> you really had me going there. Dewey. I'm so proud of you. I always knew you were something special. Grizz, I'm sorry about what happened with the chainsaw. Bah, it's nothing. She's already growing back, magical shark arm and all. Look, it's adorable. Well, I guess my work here is done. I should be going back to my true family. True family? Look after the shop, Dewey. Goodbye. We'll always have Grimace. Dewey heard a rustle, looked up, and saw a shadowy group of figures emerge from a cluster of red alders, native to the Oregon coast. As they stepped into the light, it became clear they were magical brown-haired North American Yeti. They were beautifully groomed with flowing auburn hair and smiles that could light up a room. With each step, they traveled twice as far as a human, and they seemed to shimmer in the setting sunlight. Within moments, they were standing next to Donna and gently laying their hands on her shoulders and head. They're beautiful. Donna smiled at her shark friends. The air in front of her sparkled like a piece of tinsel flickering in the summer wind. It was as if the air was alive with electricity. It covered her entire body, and when it receded, a beautiful yeti with long, gorgeous hair stood in Donna's place. When you need us, simply let out the call of the ancient wind and we will be there. The yeti shark line stands unbroken. 
With that, Donna turned on her heel and glided with her Yeti friends back into the dark forests of the Oregon coast. Well, I knew it. Yeah, them Bigfoot are the best. I'm gonna miss her. Say, Sam, I was wrong about you, kid. That really means a lot to me, Mr. Grizz. Sam, I need you to learn to fly that UFO. Why? We need to get to the secret city of Garnaga, where I can get me another magic boat. Well, if it's anything like throwing a frisbee, should be easy. Wait a minute. You two aren't going on another crazy adventure without Nora Ventura, the world-renowned sharkiologist, are you? Course not. We gotta keep this friendship together. Everybody in the UFO! Guys, we don't need a stupid UFO. I have magic shark waves. They are shark-shaped magic waves that you can ride on. We can go anywhere. Oh, yeah, we should do that. What was I thinking? Garnega, here we come. Shark, Aqua Athonia. Sharkman struck the ground with his trident, causing magical water to pool at his feet. Dewey and his friends rose into the air on top of a shark-shaped magic wave heading due west into the Pacific Ocean. As they traveled, the remains of the moon burned in the sky, lighting their way. The End This concludes the Sharkman Saga. If you liked our little Sharkman story, please tell your friends and family, and allow the shark magic to live on.